Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. Thank you for blessing us yet once again. Thank you for using your word to change our world today. Take all the glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. If you've just joined us and we just want to welcome you to our live experience online, I believe that God has sent you for a reason and I believe that there is something that he has in store for you today. So just stay connected. You will be blessed greatly. Today is our last Sunday on the series Praying Effectively. And I believe that you are challenged to pray. I believe that you are challenged to seek God. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing. So I've been encouraging you to get into prayer. Amen. Why do you have to pray effectively? I have explained that throughout this month. I believe that if you've missed some of the sessions, by God's grace, through technology today, you can access all the teachings on your phone. You can have them. They are on, what, on, on YouTube. They are on Facebook. You can have them anywhere. I really believe that you need to listen to this quite a few times for the Lord to bless you, especially the teaching on prayerlessness. Because I guess until you understand that Satan has an agenda to make you to never pray, you might not get into all these other things that we're talking about. Why must you pray effectively? Because life, just like I mentioned about success and prosperity, life is very spiritual. And until you and I can learn to get the results in the spirit, life in the natural will continue being a disappointment. But we need to learn that anything you see happen in the physical has its root in the spiritual. You know, people just saw Jesus appear in this world and they thought he just can. No, he existed, yes, millions of years before that. He was just introduced from the spirit world to this world, just like everything else you see. Walls are introduced from the spirit to this world. Weddings, they happen first and then they are brought here. A job does not start here. If you, are, you will wait for a very long time. A job has its root in the spirit. That's how things are done. That's why Jesus prayed. That's why Jesus told us to pray without ceasing. I mean, that's Paul. Jesus says, he, to give them power to, to, to the end, that man must pray and never give up. Because the spirit world controls the natural world. By faith, we know that the things we see did not come from things that do appear. We understand that demons manipulate this system and angels too manipulate this system. I mean, it's a reality of life. There's, not, there's nothing. I mean, if you don't believe that, then I don't know what you're going to believe. That's just the way it is. That's why people go to Sangomas. That's why people go to church. That's, 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 listen, the whole point is I need to manipulate things in the natural. I don't pray for religious purposes. I pray to inflict or to, to induce change in this realm. That's why I pray. That everybody that prayed in the Old Testament and in the New Testament prayed to bring about change, to try to modify things that they didn't like in this realm. I mean, you have people like Anna, barren, born barren, was supposed to die barren. But through prayer, she modified that reality. And she became pregnant. You have Isaac, whose wife Rebecca couldn't conceive also. The Bible says that Isaac entreated God. I mean, he prayed to God, and God answered. And she conceived. And she had, two, she had twins in her womb. You have a young man by the name of Jabez whose mother cursed with the name Jabez, meaning pain. And that was his life was supposed to be. What did he do? He involved prayer. And the Bible says, and God granted him his request. 
God granted him. What was his request? Oh, that will bless me indeed. That you will enlarge my territory. That your hand will be upon me. And God granted that request. May God grant every request in the name of Jesus Christ. I can go on and on and on. What of Elijah? What of the Lord Jesus himself? These are all mighty men. And what made them mighty? One of the major things that made all these people mighty was their prayer life. Their prayer life. Jesus prayed his way out of everything. So much so that his disciples came to him and said, please teach us how you are doing this thing. Effectiveness in prayer. Effectiveness in prayer. So those of us that are still joking with prayer, we are joking with results. Basically, that's what it is. That if you are still joking with prayer, you, you are joking with the results you want to see. And they can't happen that way. I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's just, it, that is just the way it is. Otherwise, prayer wouldn't be needed. Satanists do incantations. We do intercession. We, we all have to do something. There, listen, there's no way you can just get out here and you start moving. There's no way. There's nothing like that. Jesus goes to hell. He wants to come out of hell. He says, lift up your gates. Oh, you can. They say, let the king of glory can come in. They ask him, who is this king of glory? The gates are asking the question, who is this king of glory? As the instruction is being given, lift up your gates. So they are challenging the instruction. Who is this guy talking? Who, who, who is this? We are saying to the, the, the gates of joblessness, lift up your gates. The gates of joblessness are asking you, who are you? You are saying to the gates of sickness and disease, lift up your gates. Who are you? For us to obey you. There are gates that govern all these things you see. That's why having a wish is not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. I hope you are awake. And I hope you are listening. But that's why we are teaching on prayer. And I tell you the truth, whoever cannot stop you from praying cannot stop you from succeeding. Especially if you learn how to pray effectively. Because there are some people that are just praying religiously and it doesn't take anywhere. Hence the series, praying effectively. It's not enough to pray. It's not enough to pray. You need to learn how to pray. Praise the Lord. So I've been teaching you throughout this month different ways that can cause your prayer to be effective. The laws of pray, effective prayer, we saw them. We saw, you know, praying effectively, you know, uh, the prayer of Jesus. We saw different things that you can do to become effective in your prayer life. And I want to, you know, close on that little segment this morning by giving you another effective tool to, by which you can pray effectively. And that is praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is a very powerful, effective way of praying. Why is this? It's simply because the Holy Ghost is your greatest asset on earth. The Holy Spirit is the believer's greatest partner on earth. The Lord Jesus, the son of the living God, is here for 30 years. Nobody knows him. But from the moment the Holy Ghost enters his life, from that moment till he dies, those are the three years that are recorded. The 30 years that he lived, we don't know anything about them. But the three years that are recorded when the Holy Ghost came on him, those three years have changed the history of mankind. The Holy Spirit transformed the life of Jesus. And Jesus told the disciples, it is beneficial for you, it is advantageous for you that I go away. If I don't go, you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. And we know from the book of Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came, the first thing he did, he made them pray in tongues. That tells me 
that is, that is one of his greatest works. And I told you in this verse, this verse says that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus says, my house, my temple shall be called a house of prayer. So when the Holy Ghost came on them, the first thing that they activated was prayer. Why? Because that's how you rule on earth. You rule through prayer. Romans chapter 8 verse 26, the Bible says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. What weaknesses do we have? Well, we have a lot. But one of the major weaknesses that we have is this one that he mentions. We do not know what we ought to pray for. It's a weakness. We, it's a, first of all, some of us do not know that we need to pray. Then we do not know what we should pray for. So that's why you need help. Because without prayer, there's no power. I told you time and time again, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Now, you need to know how to activate the power by making the right request. That's why you need him. Because you don't always know what is the right thing to pray for. You see. But the same verse goes on to say, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groanings. That is the tongues part, the wordless groaning, tongues that cannot be uttered. He intercedes for us. Not with us, for us. So as you are speaking, he is interceding for you. Literally, the Holy Spirit prays for you when you are praying in tongues. That's what it means. When you start speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost starts praying for you. And he prays for things that you don't know you need. That's why praying in tongues is a very powerful and effective way of praying. Very, very powerful. And, I, and I'm not surprised that many of you that are watching this morning or that are attending the service this morning, Satan has convinced you that praying in tongues is not necessary. Satan has convinced you that you shouldn't talk about things you don't understand. My Bible says God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the strong. The foolish things of the world to shame the wise. That is his technology. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2, the Bible says, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Do you see the power? You know, when you are praying, who are you praying to? I'm praying to God. And the Bible is saying that when you speak in tongues, you are not speaking to people. You are speaking directly to God. And there is more. It says, indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. Mysteries. Mysteries. What are mysteries? Secrets. A mystery is a secret. Now, why do you need to speak secrets? Because many things about your life are secretive. Many problems you are facing, you don't know the cause and the origin. Many things that are going on in your life are actually secret. You don't know. You don't know about them. Many dreams that you have in the night, you can't explain where they are coming from. Many losses in your life, you can't explain how they came about. Many stagnations in our lives, we cannot really pinpoint exactly what is the cause. There are secrets, there are mysteries. And that's why you need to also engage in mysteries to, defi- to, you know, to interpret the mysteries that you are going through. And, and how will you ever tap into those mysteries? Thanks. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you unravel the mysteries of your life. Some of you, your mysteries are so deep, they go beyond your great-great-grandparents. So, so, and you don't even know your grandfather. How will you know the mysteries that are controlling that whole thing? How will you know those mysteries? But the Holy Ghost is the ancient of days. 
The Bible says he searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God. So the Holy Ghost can drill deep inside your family lineage and pull the mysteries that are inside there and correct them and you just start walking free. I know you think this is a joke, but this is how this man standing before you is standing here. (laughs) Nothing else. Nothing else. So I want to give you five benefits of praying in tongues and the effect that they're going to have on you. Number one, pray in tongues for your own edification. Pray in tongues for your own edification. Edification. Edification is all about building up yourself. Edification comes from the word edifice. An edifice is a tall building. If you've ever gone to, to, I mean, to town, you'll find very tall buildings, skyscrapers. So when you are edifying yourself, you are building yourself tall. The Bible tells us that praying in tongues is the way to build up yourself. Why do you need to build up yourself? Why, like, why, do you need, why is it that when you pray in tongues, it starts working on you first before it works on anything? Else? It's very simple. Proverbs 24 verse 10 says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Your strength is not always big. Your strength can reduce. And your strength can become very small. So small that it cannot fix any problem in your life. So how do I keep my strength big? Well, he now tells you in the book of 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. He builds up himself. So when you are speaking in tongues, brothers and sisters, listen to me carefully. Something is happening in you. that, that it's not just happening around you, it's happening in you. When you speak in tongues, you are building up yourself. You are building yourself up. Up. That's why I say an edifice. You are edifying yourself. You are going up. 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 Every problem has a size. And the moment you build up yourself in the spirit and you overcome the size of that problem in the spirit, you overpower the problem in the natural. I hope you understand the reason why Goliath was such a challenge because of his size. When they saw him, they got scared. He was too big for them. So the size of a problem intimidates you. But when you start praying in tongues, you start building your spirit man because every problem has a spiritual connotation. There is no problem that exists by itself. There's nothing like that. Every problem has a spirit sponsoring that problem. Every problem you know, anything that is bothering you right now, is just because you didn't know, but I'm not telling you that everything that is bothering you, there's a spirit sponsoring that thing behind. Because nothing can just have power by itself. There's nothing like that. Even sicknesses are powered by demons. Issues in your life are powered by evil spirits. That's why they can respond to prayer, because there are spirits behind. And every spirit has a size. And you yourself, you are a spirit, and you also have a size. Now, when you start building up your spirit, you start rising higher in the spirit, you reach a stage where whatever problem it was, you are now higher than that problem, and then you just crash the problem, and the problem stops. That's how it is. That's why we pray in tongues. That's why we pray in tongues. When I pray in tongues, I don't just pray in tongues because I need bread. I pray in tongues because I need to build myself for the day of battle. I need to build myself for the day of battle, the day of war. There's always a day of war. When the day of war comes, you need to be so strong and so high that whatever spirit is sponsoring that thing that is coming is too small for your strength. And that's how you will see that sometimes you go through something then you turn back and you ask yourself, how did I go through this? How did I overcome this? 
You say, unknown to you, when you were praying in tongues, you were building up yourself in the spirit. And your spirit was so strong, it passed through fire and you didn't get burned. You went through water and they didn't submerge you. Why? Because there was a strong man inside of you that was helping you. And another day, you go through a problem that is so small and it lacks nothing, yet you are falling. Why? Because your spirit man is low in power. He's low in power. That's why Jesus says, pray without, I mean, pray, don't give up. And Paul says, pray without ceasing. Let never prayer become something that is optional in your life, my brother. Prayer is how you live. That is how you live. The moment you stop praying, your life will get affected. It is just like that. Certain challenges will start overpowering you. Certain problems will start bothering you. Why? Because you don't have power to fight those spirits. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Jude is just confirming what Paul was saying. Building yourself up. Building yourself up. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are building yourself up. It's like you have entered a gym and you are working on your spiritual muscle. You are working on your muscles. You are working on your muscles. You are working on your muscles. And by the time you come out of there, certain demons, small, small demons that were slapping you, when they see you coming out with your muscles, they start finding their own way. They clear the way. This is not a joke, brothers. I'm telling you what will start happening to you if you are persistent. I'm not here to... You know, leave your emotions. I'm teaching you biblical principles that work. They work. That's how I live. That's how I live. And that's how you will live. That's how you will overcome. That's how you will subdue those demons that, you see, certain things that you had overcome have come back and it seems like they're trying to overcome you. But don't think it's funny. Just check your prayer life. Just check your prayer life. Some of you used to pray for one hour. Now you can't. Even 30 minutes is too much. You see, what is going on with you is that Satan has brought a heavy attack on your prayer life so that he can paralyze the source of power. And once the source of power is paralyzed, it's easy to switch off any, any other thing in your life. You shall never be paralyzed. Number two, pray in tongues for transformation. First of all, pray in tongues for edification. Number two, pray in tongues for transformation. Transformation comes from the word metamorphosis. Metamorphosis means a radical change. A radical change. The best way for you to understand metamorphosis is to see how a butterfly comes about. A butterfly doesn't start like a butterfly. In fact, it starts as something totally different from a butterfly, a caterpillar. Slow, frail, can't fly, grounded as a a, a caterpillar. Moves very slow, can be eaten by the first rat, can be eaten by the little lizard, anything can destroy it. So frail, so fragile, and grounded. Then after a while, it enters a cocoon. Then the miracle starts. After a couple of days, the cocoon breaks. And when the cocoon breaks, you don't see a caterpillar again. What comes out of the cocoon is a butterfly. Something that couldn't move fast, is not flying. Something that was grounded on the floor is now on top there. Something that looks so ugly. I don't see people taking a lot of pictures with caterpillars and stuff, but there are people having albums of butterflies. Something that looks so ugly, so unattractive, now is so beautiful to watch. It's so beautiful to take pictures. It's so beautiful to, I mean, and that is the type of work the Holy Ghost does in your life. 
He moves you from slow to speed. He moves you from ugly to favored, beautiful, ish. He moves you from grounded to high flyer. You are grounded in certain issues in your life, in certain mindsets. When the Holy Ghost starts operating through prayer, praying in the spirit, hope, amazing transformation starts taking place. And listen, that's why Satan doesn't want you to pray in tongues. Because he understands exactly what will start happening to you if you are consistent in this. He likes you to remain that caterpillar, slow in motion, ugly to attract, grounded, cannot do anything, cannot see far because when you are grounded, your vision is affected. He likes you to be a caterpillar. Yet God says you will fly high on wings as an eagle. You need to decide what you want to be. But that transformation requires the work of the Holy Spirit. And that work of the Holy Spirit is activated through praying in the Spirit. 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 6, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. And you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed. That is the word metamorphosis. You will be changed into a different person. When I pray in tongues, the Holy Ghost comes. And when the Holy Ghost comes, transformation starts taking place. Every time the Holy Ghost comes, there will be a change. You cannot receive a visitation of the Holy Ghost and you remain the same person. So something starts changing every time the Holy Ghost comes. There will be power released and there will be power to change something in your life. We have a recorded testimony of the Lord Jesus praying somewhere and the face change. His whole face change by the power of prayer. I see you praying in the spirit. <laughs> I see you developing. Those of you that have already dropped your prayer and tongues back, you, you need to go and dust it off. Pick it back up again. Because praying in tongues is a very powerful way of praying. It's a very effective way of praying. It changes you. It transforms you. Look, I have become even a pastor by praying in tongues. I spend most time praying in tongues than I do anything else. That No wonder Paul says, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than all of you. Paul understood the power that is released when you pray in tongues. He understood it very, very well. And I want to see all of you praying in tongues. If you are watching and you are struggling with praying in tongues, let me tell you something. Stop allowing Satan to cheat you out of life. He is cheating you big time. He is cheating you big time. Praying in tongues is how we rule here. Let me tell you that. Number three, pray in tongues for expansion. Expansion. Ooh, this is the one I love the most. Well, I love all of them, but expansion. <laughs> I remember how this whole church was in this one location, right here. There was nothing. First of all, the church was not growing. Well, we were growing there and there, but nothing major. Why? Because also our prayer was a certain type of prayer. Yeah, let me tell you something. Growth is connected to prayer. It's a lot connected to it. And how we started praying, the Lord instructed me, start something called fire hour. I remember where I was when he told me, start something called fire hour. It's going to be creative prayers. Those, that's the word he gave me, that it will be creative prayers. In other words, you will create as you are praying. You will create realities that do not exist as you are praying. We started coming on this ground every Friday from 4 to 6, praying in tongues the whole time. I've never seen it anywhere. I just decided to do it and obey God. Today, there's a love leader. There's a love Patsima. There's a love Obeha. There's a love Mukwasi. There's even a love Pretoria. All of these things have come as the expansion. And can I tell you how the expansion happens? Jesus gave it to us in the book of John chapter 7, verse 38. It's very important. Listen to what he says. 
He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. <laughs> I hope you understand. Rivers don't flow in one place. When rivers start flowing, they'll go. And if the river is flowing from you, I hope you understand that wherever the river is going, you are going. Because the river came out of you. The river comes out of you. Wherever it goes, that is how far you are going. Rivers will flow out of their belly. Rivers. Rivers. And the Bible says, but this spake he of the spirit which had which they that believe on him shall receive, for the Holy Ghost had not yet been given. So you see that he was talking about the Holy Ghost and he spoke about rivers. I don't know whether you know anything on earth that goes as far as water. You find a river here in Northwest, that river goes beyond South Africa, it goes to Zimbabwe, it goes, it goes until it reaches the sea. They connect and go, 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 go. And that is what starts happening when you pray in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, your rivers start growing, you start going, you start going, you start going. Before you realize you reach an area you never thought you can reach. Before you realize you reach a, uh, you know, you reach a city you never thought you could reach. Because you can be in one point and your rivers are going. They are going. And wherever they are going, you are going too. <laughs> Powerful. That is how we ended in Mukwasi. That is how we ended in Rustenburg. That is how we are now in Pretoria. And that is how we're going to end in Europe. Right from here, we will pray rivers that will enter Europe. We'll pray rivers that will enter America. You see, that, that is how you will end up married. You will pray from your room and the rivers will start going. Locate the husband, the beloved, and pull the beloved right where you are. And you think I'm joking, but that is how it happens. That is how your job comes. That is how anything you want in this life comes. Now, look how interesting it gets. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 9. Ezekiel picks up from what Jesus says. He says, wherever the river flows there will be many fish and animals. There will be what? Expansion, increase. Wherever the river flows, wherever the river flows, it affects production. The river will make the water of the Dead Sea fresh. Wherever the river flows, it will bring life. That is Ezekiel 47 verse 9. Wherever the river flows, it will bring life. And when there is life, there is growth. You expand. You know why there is no growth? There's death. There's death. Things are not growing. And when things are not growing, there's death. There's no expansion. So the water comes and it starts. You see, those dreams of yours, those things on your life, there's just death all over. There's no progress. There's, there's stagnation. You need to unlock the rivers that are inside your belly. When you unlock the rivers, there's going to start touching this CV. They will touch that connection. They will touch that other thing over there. They, they, you know, they just start going. They just start going. Just like when you have a leak in the house, water starts going everywhere. Just start moving. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. You block it, it will find its way. Once your rivers are flowing, no matter what obstacle the devil makes on the way, river, the water always finds its way. When your rivers are flowing a little bit and you stop praying, they also stop. So it goes a little bit and then the first obstacle, the first dam, water is moving. But I've seen rivers Floating dams, breaking the dam, <laughs> and flooding the whole place. That is the type of river I want to push. You release so much water, it goes everywhere, and it changes the whole spectrum. Number four, pray in tongues for confrontation. 
pray in tongues for confrontation. Number one, pray in tongues. Like I told you earlier, pray in tongues for what? Number one, for edification. Number two, for transformation. Number three, for expansion. Number four, confrontation. You see, Ephesians 6, 12 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You see, but against principalities. Can you see them? Against powers. Do you know them? Rulers of the darkness of this world. Have you met them? Do you know their address? Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Do you have a plane that can take you there? You see? All these four groups of agents you and I are dealing with are invisible. Yet you are wrestling with them. Okay, now how are you wrestling? Because physically you can't wrestle eh, with something you can't see. You will get tired just now. So how do you wrestle with principalities? First of all, he tells you your wrestle is not against flesh and blood. Those of us that have started hating human beings, you are hating the wrong people. You have made a human being your enemy. Instead of fighting the devil, you are fighting human beings. That is where you have already lost your battle altogether. Because this battle is not against flesh and blood. Satan is, enjoys it when instead of fighting him, you are fighting your fellow men. He likes it when instead of not trusting him, you are not trusting your fellow men. He likes it. So understand the battle is you are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Drop that one quickly. You are wrestling against principalities. These are princes. They, they, they supervise areas. Because a prince is in charge of a territory. Powers. Rulers of the dark. And each one is, is rules over the other. Principalities are controlled by powers. Powers are controlled by rulers of darkness. And rulers of darkness are controlled by spiritual wickedness in high places. So it, it, there's a government in the kingdom of Satan as well. Are you understanding me? Now, and these are the forces you and I are fighting. You can't see them. How will you then engage in the fight? I've got some good news for you. Isaiah 59 verse 19 tells us, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a barrier to stop the enemy from coming. And how do I engage the Spirit of the Lord? One of the ways I engage the Spirit is praying in tongues. That is how I engage the standard by the Spirit. When I start saying, I don't know where the enemy is coming from, whether it's coming from the west or it's coming from the north. I don't know where it's coming from. But as I begin to pray, when as my prayers are rising, a standard also begins to rise by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God raises a standard against the enemy. I hope I'm speaking to the right people. All right. Number five. We are almost done. Pray in tongues for direction. Direction. Knowing where to go. Oh, this is the sweetest of them all. You know, I love all of them. Because this is how I rule my little world. I will enter the room, I will be there for hours. And I will just be praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. If you live with me, you know that's how I am. I'll be there. I don't move. And as I'm there, Standards are being raised. Expansion. I'm getting new territories. I'm pulling people that were never supposed to be in my life. They start coming. You know, because my rivers are now going and igniting things. You see? Most importantly, I start getting direction. You are where you are because of the information you have currently. 
to move any step further, you need a new information. And sometimes that information is not of a human being. God has to reveal to you what to do next. In that ministry you are trying to do, God has to tell you what to do next. If he doesn't tell you what to do next, you, will be, you can be there for a thousand years. The church will not move one bit. I'm sure you have seen churches, they've been like that from the moment you were born. You are now, you pass metric, they are still like that. You are even about to get married, and they are still the same way. They haven't changed. Because things don't change with time. They change with truth. Until you receive the right information, there will be no change. There will be no change. You keep sitting and say, time will tell. Time will reveal. It will not tell. It will just reveal what was already there. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. That instruction came while they were in prayer, fasting, worshipping God. As they were in that atmosphere, the Holy Ghost spoke. Set aside for me. While they were worshipping the Holy Ghost spoke. Those of you that pray in thanks for fun, I pity you. I don't pray in thanks for fun. I pray in thanks for each one of these things you see me telling you now. When I'm praying in thanks, one or two of these things must happen every time I pray in thanks. I must have direction. Sometimes you say to me, after the service, talk to this person. Tell them about one, two, three, four. That's the information that I will get. Sometimes he says to me, at the end of the month, don't buy this, buy this. Sometimes he'll say, next week, don't arrange a church like this, arrange them like this. You will receive instructions as you are praying. That's why you become addicted to prayer. It's not that you are really addicted to prayer. You are addicted to these things I'm talking about. So when, when people see me pray, they say, what is he always praying about? You say, I'm not telling you what happens when I'm praying. Because I'm actually addicted to these instructions. Because I have seen what they do. Every major transformation in my life came as a result of an instruction from the Holy Spirit change the name of the church like this. Send this person there. Remove them from that area. Now send them that area. You, you just see me shifting people around. But I'm following instructions. How do you think one man brought down an entire country down? How? How can a farmer, a shepherd, bring the entire country on its knees? The greatest country in the world at that time, Egypt. One man called Moses without weapons, without nothing, just a staff. A, an entire nation is under his feet. How do you think he did that? Simple. And the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord God said to Moses, and, and every time God says something and he did it, bam, power. Let me help you. Your life can be so successful if you can hear him. He says in Deuteronomy 28, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. You see, that is the key. The key is to access the voice of God. Once you have access to the voice of God, I'm telling you, no matter the problem, it becomes zero. It becomes zero. I hope you understand. Peter is in the boat and Peter says, if it is you, tell me to come to you. You will speak. The moment Jesus says, it is I, come, immediately the water under the feet of Peter becomes soil. And Peter starts working on water like magic. Why? Because God spoke it. God spoke it. When you do things because God told you, that is where the power is. When you do things because other people did them, I pity your, your results. Because just because God told me doesn't mean he told you. That's why no other disciple jumped on the water. They were going to sink. God told Peter, come. He didn't tell James. He didn't tell Andrew. He told Peter. So if James had jumped out of the boat, James was going to sink. Everybody operates based on the word you hear. Based on what you hear. 
So I pray in tongues so that my spiritual being can connect to the antenna of heaven and I can receive instruction. Change this. I'll just be there. And the instruction will come. After this prayer, write this instruction to your shepherds. Tell them to do one, two, three, four, five. Sometimes, they themselves are surprised because I'll give them point, point one, point two, point three, point four, point five, point six. Like, there are ten points or twelve points. Each following each other with proper English. And it's not like I start for 12 hours. No, no, no. I receive all the instructions as I'm praying. They are all given to me. If you knew this secret, you will stop wasting your time talking to people. You will go in your room, close your door, and be there. Just be there, seeking him, seeking him, and you will receive instructions. Take the CV to this person. Just call this other person. Go visit this person. Your life will become a mystery. The people don't do this thing. They are just sitting there, wishing and hoping. John 16, verse 13. Listen, I'm closing. When the spirit of truth comes. You see, he calls it the spirit of truth. Meaning he comes to fight the lies that you are operating with. He brings truth. And truth brings what? Freedom. What is freedom? You can move. You are in motion. Lies bound you. You are stuck. Truth brings freedom. And freedom means motion is back. There's progress. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. There will be guidance. Can you be guided standing on the same place, on the same spot? No. When you are being guided, you are make, you are moving. There's motion. He will not speak of his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Other versions say he will tell you things to come. I like these verses. He will tell you about the future. Brothers and sisters, stop going to the horoscope. You are wasting your time. Stop going to Sangoma to know things. Can I say, even stop going to prophets to know some of these things. Now, I'm not against prophets. We need them in our lives. But for everything you are going to a prophet, everything you are going... Meanwhile, you have the Holy Ghost in you. He can tell you, look, if you continue in this world, this is going to happen. So change. Number six, we are closing. Pray in thanks for provision. I never forget when God blessed me with a job and I said, oh Lord, you even gave me a job and I never prayed for it. And I held the conviction saying to me, you prayed for it. I said, no, I didn't pray for it. This is my prayer list. These are the things I've been praying for. There's no job here. Then he says, you prayed for it in thanks. Then I understood I can pray my provisions by my thanks. <laughs> and it's very scriptural. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Why did you receive the Holy Ghost? So that you may know the things freely given to you. No eyes has seen, no ear has heard, no man has conceived, he has revealed them by the Holy Spirit. You can be in the church and your husband is just one chair away, but you will never know. Like I was. I used to sit here. My wife is sitting just next to me, but my eyes were in Australia. Every day I will go home. Father, thank you for the Australia visa. Thank you, Jesus. Australia visa. Australia visa. I receive Australia visa. In the name of Jesus, I have Australia wife. Australia wife, you are waiting for me. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Every day, I took the Australia flag I placed on front, in front of me. Every day, when I woke up, I see the Australia flag. I became crazy. I took the Australia calendar. I put by my bedside. 
So I was not following South African calendar. I'm following Australia calendar. You see, me, when I want something, I go full for it. I don't like, you know, do this. I go all the way. I get the flag. I went to the Australian embassy in Pretoria. I went there. I took a taxi. I went to the Australian embassy. You see, you, you, you are wanting something. You want a lady in the church, and you are always, you are always doing this. You see, you will never get anything like that. You will never get anything like that. You are always, you know, you, want, you know what you want, but you continue doing like you don't know what you want. If God didn't stop me, you were never going to see me. I was going to be in Sydney right now, doing my things there. Yet my lovely wife was just one centimeter away. It took a revelation. So you are sitting there thinking that the things you need are far. Some of them are very close. But they are far because of your blindness. May the Spirit of God open your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears so that you can start. You see, this is what is going to make your prayer time effective. This is what is going to make your prayer time a blessed time. A, 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 an enjoyable time. Otherwise, prayer will be hard labor. Prayer will be torture. Prayer is not torture. That's I can pray for, for hours. It's never torture. Because of when I enter prayer, it's business time. We are sorting stuff. We are sorting out issues. We are pushing the rivers to new areas. We are trying to expand. Eh? We are trying to be transformed into another type of preacher, more anointed preaching. I'm trying to fix many problems. I'm trying to get provision. I need a lot of things. We are building churches at the moment, and I need a lot of grace. I need a lot of provision. So I need to work more in the spirit. You are sitting there watching TV. No wonder the life is dry. You are just moving around, talking to people. And you see, nothing major is happening. We are already in May. No soul has been won. No, nothing has happened. We are still looking around. You keep saying, uh, uh, this is my year of, of, of preaching the word. I'm going somewhere. You are still the same spot. Same spot. I'm going somewhere. I'm preaching. So the mouth is still closed. I'm leading somebody. Naming a list that you haven't led to Jesus Christ. So when is this thing going to happen? You think it will just happen by you speaking, speaking where you don't even believe? No, my friend. You need to have a stronghold in prayer. Back in the day, we had some rich people that were into Freemasonry. Even today, you know that these Freemason people, you know, they are into this cult and this sex. Do you know that each one of them, in their house, there is a room nobody enters except them? In their office, there is a particular corner nobody goes except them. Why do they have such things? Because they understand that this little wealth you are seeing here is controlled by something that is happening in that small room over there. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. You must have that your room where you go to. And that is where this, your life, is coming from. That is where this blessing that people are seeing, they are marveling. They say, how do you get these things? I'll tell you how I get these things. There's my little room over there. I enter there and I start working the magic. The same way the Freemason has a dark room. They call it a dark room. It's even painted black. And you enter that room, you find just something, a small mat. That's all. No fancy TV, nothing. Hey, TV, inside there. You are joking. Small thing. But that is where they are working their whole magic. You are always watching TV, eating, opening fridges. Ooh. We must change. You listen to me. If you dare to do what I'm teaching today, you will tell me yourself. You will realize that your life doesn't have to remain the way it is. It's just because you are missing these points. A lot of you are praying in tongues, but your tongues are not producing results because you didn't know these things I'm teaching or you, you, you are joking with them. But I'm not telling you when I'm praying in tongues, one or two or three or all these things are happening. They are all happening. 
I'm being changed. I'm being transformed. Uh, I'm getting things. I'm expanding. I'm doing other things. There are so many things that are happening. My ministry is stretching. Some of you are into worship. Your worship ministry can stretch beyond your wildest imagination. But you have to expand in the spirit. Your word ministry can expand. Anything you do can expand. It doesn't have to remain the way it is. But it takes a person that goes and produces power in the spirit. You don't just sit there and you just stay, wake up and you come and you start and you think there will be power. There will be nothing. There will be nothing. I tell you now there will be nothing. And you'll be doing that for a while until God gets somebody with power to replace you from there. That's just how it's going to be. I mean, Saul was there thinking that he will always be there. He didn't know. I told you in this church, God is always preparing somebody behind the scene. Always. You are sitting there, you are having an opportunity, and you think it will always be there. You are misled. God is always cooking somebody, looking for somebody that will do what he says. And once God finds a person, sometimes a young person that is just into him, a young person that is doing what pastor is teaching, and God says, ah, you are better. Let me place you there. That's how he does it. Before you realize you are no more there. You just, you know, I used to. You know, you know this is how I choose. You know, I used to. You, you start talking, used to talk. Because you played with your place. You should be able to say, no stone is going to take my place. Nobody is going to take my place. I will fulfill my ministry to the fullest. I will pay any price I have to pay. Some of us have been become so unfruitful. The last time a soul was born under your ministry was last year or the year before last. It's easy. Get back into the place of power. Takes me to my last point. Pray in tongues for salvation. Pray in tongues for salvation. Salvations are the result of prayer. Let no man deceive you. Nobody can move hell to heaven without prayer. Nobody. You cannot leave hell to heaven. So, Pharaoh, Satan is a type of Pharaoh. Let my people go. No way. Let my people go. No way. There must be power before somebody moves from Egypt. You can't just sit there, think that people will come to church. People will get saved. No, 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 no. Pharaoh is tough. He doesn't want his victims to go. So Jesus taught, I mean, uh, Moses showed us how you bend the neck of Pharaoh. You use power. You send plagues. So he doesn't let you go. He has no choice. He has no choice. And how do we send the plagues to Satan? Prayer in tongues. One verse as I close. Philippians chapter 1 verse 19. The Bible says, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit, there will be salvation. There will be salvation. Through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit. Now, when you pray prayer and the supply of the Spirit, you put them together, it becomes prayer in tongues or prayer in the spirit. So I know that this will turn for my salvation by prayer in the spirit. As you pray in the spirit, as you engage mysteries in the spirit, this will turn to my salvation. Praise the Lord. Stand on your feet, somebody. Wherever you are, begin to bless in tongues right now. Begin to pray in tongues. Wherever you are, Open your mouth. Blast in tongues. Go ahead. Go ahead right now where you are. With the understanding you are receiving. With the understanding you are receiving. With the understanding you are receiving, I pray the spirit of grace and supplication will come back to you this morning that you will not allow anything to steal this favor. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. What power is released when you pray? 
When you pray in tongues, mato palebre chakapadaba, prelega debre zukapadama. Ask the Lord to revive and to fire you up again this morning. To fire you up again this morning. To take away laziness. To take away slumber. To take away carelessness. To bring back seriousness in your spirit. All these seven forces are ignited when you pray. They are all ignited. Oh! Kabayande bregadaba zebregadabaramunda. Transformation, expansion, provision, salvation. They are all activated. Protection. When you start praying, direction, it starts coming. It starts coming. You start knowing what to do. Please don't pray for fun. Pray for transformation. Pray for direction. Pray for salvation. Pray. Shabala gede bazuka te pregada bagada badaba. Ente prazo gede brashaka paladaba. Ente prazo kante prekade balemanda. Ente prazo kaprela gede brande. I see you waking up in the middle of the night and blasting in tongues. I see you every, every anything you do, you bombard tongues in it. You bombard tongues in it. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Don't joke with your tongues. Don't joke with your tongues. That's how you are building yourself up. That's how you are building yourself up. Oh, edification. Edification. You are building yourself up. You are rising as a skyscraper. You are rising higher. Oh, transformation. You are changing from a caterpillar, slow in anything you do, you to a butterfly. Oh my God. Your level of beauty is increasing. The glory of God is returning because the power of prayer is changing you. The Bible says the face of Jesus was changed and people look at your face before they like you. Shadow, shadow. In Jesus' precious name we have given thanks. My prayer for you this morning is that your prayer life will totally be revived. That you will never be a used to. Let that never be said about your life. Oh, she used to pray. Oh, she used to go to church. Oh, she used to be on fire for Jesus. Let that never be said about you because the Bible says that the path of the justice as a shining light, shining brighter and brighter and brighter. Not brighter and dimmer. Brighter and brighter. So please refuse anything less than the highest bright as far as your life is concerned. Refuse it. Refuse it. Reject it. Reject it. As I close this morning, somebody is watching and you are not saved. You are not born again. You've never given your life to Jesus. Even as I'm teaching right now, deep down your heart, you know that if you were to die, there would be no transfer from hell to heaven. You are the reason why I came here this morning. You are the reason why we are here. I want to help you. Are you born again? If you were to die now, are you sure that you will go to heaven? If you cannot answer confidently in the affirmative on any of those questions, then I want to pray for you. I don't want you to finish this service remaining the same person. The Holy Ghost is here to transform us. At the count of three, you are saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. Wherever you are, this service, this call is for you. Just raise your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. I bless all of you that have raised your hands. Please take them down. Also, this morning, you are here. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. You want Jesus back in your spirit. You want to be transformed. You want to be back in fellowship with the Father. You want to see your prayer altar risen again. You want to come out of these things where things are happening to you and you only know after they have happened that they happen. You no more have this foresight by the Spirit that can tell you things before they happen. You want to dedicate your life to Jesus? At the count of three, raise your right hand. One, two, three. Raise it up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. 
please take your hands down. I'm going to ask you to pray this with me from the depths of your heart. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Please forgive my sins. Please forgive my rebellion. Wash me with your precious blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, Jesus is now living in your heart. Be of good cheer. You are forgiven. The past is wiped out. You're a child of God. Please join a Bible-believing church. And if you happen to be in our area, join one of our branches. I think the details were already there. You can contact any of the shepherds wherever you are. We would love to connect with you. The next step from here is STS level one, where we want to teach you how to go and go. Please don't miss it. You can check with your shepherd which day and what time and where it's going it's to hold, and you'll be richly blessed. I hope that this was a blessing to you. Next month is starting a new series. I can't unveil it yet. You will see for yourself. But next Sunday is going to be communion service. Make sure you join us. We're going to partake of the communion and start a brand new journey together that will never leave you the same ever again. Amen. May God bless you. Put your hands together for everybody this morning. Praise the Lord. Let's share the grace of the Lord together as we close the service. One, two, three, let's go. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. 2021, my year of preaching the word, I will go somewhere. I will preach somewhere. I will lead someone to Jesus Christ. So help. Put your hands together for Jesus. See you next Sunday. Bye-bye. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere.